welcome men and verse and this is the first fun cast it's going to be a podcast on formula 1 so on the men and verse we are going to have podcasts on formula 1 on traveling on vlogging and more so let's start our first episode and we have my very good friend ronak dat who is a traveler an avid gamer a formula 1 enthusiast amateur photographer and does a bit of law on the side so hi ronak how are you i'm good bro how are you i'm good so uh, what do you think about formula 1 i mean when since when when have you been uh, watching formula 1 or since when do you know about formula 1 and what is formula 1 for you i don't exactly remember like when i started watching formula 1 like like the first time i watched formula 1 actually it was way back in i guess 1996 or 1997 uh yeah when michael schumacher used to like dominate the sport dominate circuits and like he was pro- probably like talent mostly by uh, pablo montoya so i believe he was in 1996 in 1997 so because that's what i can recall because I was born in 1990, and I at uh, when I first watched Formula One, like the memory that I can recall, uh, goes way back to 1996 and seven. Uh, well, 96, if I'm not wrong, was won by Damon Hill, and 97 was won by Villeneuve. 98, 99 by Mika. But yeah, Michael was fighting, and Michael did go to uh, Ferrari at that point of time, and Ferrari were in a very very bad condition somewhat like what they are right yeah, now yeah but still i what i believe that michael was still star kid like star driver at that point of time yeah true. he was definitely a, like very good he, driver at that at that point of time he was already a two time world champion 94 and 95 and he was hunting down the others for his third world title and he did build and uh, bring ferrari to the glory days which started from the new millennium yeah, definitely they won back to back four four i, I believe five five, five 2001 to 2004 so 2000 to 2000 2000 to 2004 sorry yeah, yeah. that's right okay so i believe you have a few questions for me yes i have jotted down few questions regarding this season only okay um, because what what i think that uh, this being our first podcast in this season and this season being so exciting like it's almost has come to an end and things at, at this point of time are very volatile between two teams as everybody knows two teams like red bull and mercedes so it did like what i thought that this would be a very perfect topic for us to begin our first podcast oh without doubt because uh, since the turbo hybrid era began in uh, 2014 only one team has been dominating and we have not had any title deciders till the very last races i mean lewis used to almost win the title by uh, by the time we got to us or mexico or brazil and only in 2016 was the last time the title was decided at the last race in abu dhabi and that too was a mercedes driver a nico rosberg so yeah this is if not one uh, definitely uh, the most exciting season in the turbo hybrid era yeah we had a very long time <laughs> if there's a need for change it is actually yeah so like so let's begin the questions it has already begun like you just answered very very nicely my first <laughs> question and uh one thing i would like to ask you hmm. describe the season in one line it is a roller coaster right it the is. points have been uh tallying up uh the lead has changed hands so many times uh then the the most remarkable thing was uh, spa we got half points for each and every driver because the race was well it was not a race but uh, whatever it was behind the safety car russell got his first podium first podium for russell for russell so 
it has been a roller coaster right the le- lead has changed hands so many times and now we just have if i'm not wrong an 8 point gap between uh, max and lewis with max leading so there are a lot of permutations and combinations which apply so uh, going into saudi and abu dhabi it can be one at either place definitely definitely so like you just mentioned about russell winning his first podium this season mm-hmm. what do you think about his driving in the previous season could he have won a podium there or do you know what i'm talking about barring sakir and sakir yeah sakir sakir gp i believe he would have won the race had mercedes not had that catastrophic pit stop error with bottas and russell, russell. there was a mix of tires then he again got back near the podium he was he was going to win again and then the puncture ah, it was just tragic it was like th- there's a lot of bad luck following george definitely it was like it was his 100% effort and it was his worth if he would have won it would have been a worth like very credible victory for him but Correct. maybe the stars weren't aligned for him that day uh, otherwise the uh, like Grand Prix would he would have won that Grand Prix. I am pretty sure because uh, I think everyone knows he is destined to be a world champion in the future. There is no doubt about that. He is Mr. Saturday. He has outqualified his uh, teammates in every season. Just recently, he got outqualified by Latifi. Very recently. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, since 2018 the last time he was out qualified uh, by a teammate was back in 2018 when he was in f2 and uh, i'm not counting bottas uh, when he drove for mercedes at sakir grand prix because that time he was just substituting for lewis yeah that was a special uh, circumstance yeah that that was a special circumstance unfortunately lewis got covid and he had to race yeah and what i believe is that mercedes did a very good job giving him the opportunity to, to drive a w uh, w10 11 11 w11. that part okay w11 yeah it was good on part of mercedes to let him drive yeah he has always been uh, the future for mercedes without any doubt um, i mean i think that is uh, one reason why they were probably giving bottas one year contracts because they were just wanting to know the caliber of uh, russell they were just testing how well he is they were just waiting for the time he comes into uh, mercedes because they obviously didn't want to do what uh, red bull did with uh, gasly or albon because they were practically rookies when they moved into the mercedes seat and we all know what max did to them he absolutely <laughs> annihilated them so <laughs> Yeah. and uh, now with uh, checo perez it is uh, pretty stable a very stable lineup for mercedes and he is uh, stable lineup for red bull red oh sorry yeah. for red bull sorry and uh, they have been climbing up the order and uh, there is a very uh, marginal uh, difference in the constructor standing also so there's just 5 points between them so if red bull have a good race in Saudi and Abu Dhabi they might take the constructors yeah we'll we'll get back to that that topic that yeah that topic is entirely a separate task of discussion for us like there there's lot of things to talk about but what i'd like to ask you right now is i guess everybody is very excited for russell grabbing a seat in mercedes for next year next season uh I am pretty sure uh, I don't know about you but I was expecting that Russell would be driving in Mercedes this year because Lewis had not signed his contract I know it was a very very long stretch beyond imagination that why would Lewis uh, hang up his boots after winning his seventh title but uh, we all saw what happened what Rosberg did Rosberg won his first title and immediately he retired so maybe lewis had if he had a change of heart maybe but he didn't he probably wants to go for that eighth 
world title and break the record which uh, I guess Max is trying his level best to make uh, Lewis not achieve that dream. I don't think that uh, Max is trying to like Max is not letting Lewis win his uh, no, no. title. Yeah, what yeah, I yeah. believe is Max is fighting for his first title. Yeah. Uh, what Max is doing I right guess, now? Uh, Max is a like I don't know driver with a very strong spirit. And yeah, that, he wants to like win championship, that, and he's serious about this this business. That I that uh, we can see in his uh, interviews because whenever he is asked about this topic, whenever uh, he is uh, questioned about it, that uh, what's your uh, what are your thoughts on the ti- title? What are your thoughts on the championship? Uh, what do you think uh, will happen? Who will win? Max always says that. Uh, I'm taking it one race at a time. I am not worried about that. I'm just concentrating on my race. I don't want to worry about the title because if I worry about the title, then I'll be under pressure. He doesn't like to be under pressure. And Max has been pretty chill. As in... Exactly. I mean, like in last two races also, he was not that concerned about him losing exactly few points against Lewis. Yeah. His radio fact, was so calm. Been, yeah. In fact, he has been very positive uh, mm. with the fact that he won. He, he took the second place. Yeah. So, uh, he is just looking on the positives, which is a very good sign, which is uh, a very strong mentality from Max, because uh, that is what is important, that is what is required from a world champion driver. Because uh, if you don't have that uh, strong mindset, if you don't have that mental strength, then you can't be a world champion. We have seen that in, uh, I'm sorry, I mean, uh, immense respect, but uh, we have seen that in Bottas. Uh, if he could have, he sh- he should have won the title in 2020. He, I, I, he, he went okay, for okay. it. Okay, uh, I will like to uh, like break your flow here because okay. this is in one of my questions. So oh, I will lovely. ask this. This, will, this thing is going to come later in this podcast. So, so Manverse, you guys, you uh, guys got a tune. Quite a bit tuned up in here. So, men and verse, actually, the thing is that I do not know the questions. So, these are all uh, unknown questions for me. So, he has written down the questions and uh, which he wants to ask. I am no F1 pundit. I I am no F1 guru. Or I would something. like to... Uh, like. <laughs> uh, Interrupt him and would I, I'm definitely disagreeing with him right now. No, 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 no. no. This guy, uh, here, Siddharth Prabhakar Menon, he is just a, such a uh, F1 fanatic that uh, I don't know, like, he, he can answer anything you ask regarding F1. Like, he knows what driver won which year, like, which driver won what championship in, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't even remember that when F1 started and this guy knows that, yeah, this year it started and these are the drivers who won the championship. Well, I'm no Seb Vettel in that. Uh, yeah, but he, he's definitely one. No, I'm not. I, I'm nowhere near that. But yeah, I, I do have a keen interest in Formula One. That's why uh, that is one of the the main reasons why we are having this fun cast, and uh, that is the reason why this channel exists. So uh, yeah, and I have a good set of friends who do share my uh, love for Formula One. So why not talk about it? Definitely. So uh, let's begin. I'll uh, like charge my questions on Siddharth Prabhak and Men regarding this season. Okay. This season only because let's, why not? Let's just stick to this season. It's so exciting right now. So, Menon, how strong is Red Bull's comeback this season? And what is the level of seriousness intensity for Red Bull in the team? I think Red Bull are on a mission for redemption because they had an awesome run from 2010 to 2013 four back-to-back titles four back-to-back drivers and constructor titles actually and uh, suddenly since the turbo hybrid era began uh, that all dropped off that all went away suddenly mercedes were the champs and mercedes adapted to the rules and we have seen it that Mercedes has been uh, winning the title back to back since 2014. But 
uh, I guess uh, not just Red Bull. I think it is Honda's uh, last hurrah in F1 because as we all know, Honda is leaving F1, sadly, yeah. uh, after this season is done. So I guess Honda as an am- engine manufacturer, they want that they go out as champions. They do not go out just as another engine manufacturer because everyone knows the GP2 engine uh, radio message from Alonso. <laughs> so, so Honda probably want to turn their fate around. So that is why uh, it is a combined effort from Honda as well as uh, Red Bull. And Red Bull desperately want their fifth world title. They, want, uh, they wanted Max to be the youngest world champion. But uh, unfortunately, that could not happen. However, well, they'll make him uh, not the youngest world title, but the fifth uh, championship winner for Red Bull. Definitely. I mean, the second championship winner, but the fifth title for Red Bull. You get my gift. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I would like to deviate from F1 for a bit. And would ask Siddharth, if Red Bull wins uh, this year's F1 season, would you be interested in buying a Honda? Honda engine car, a Honda company's car, like Honda car, like maybe Civic or City, maybe what what all cars do, do, do they have? Accord or... You know how. Be interested in buying a Honda in India? Ah... <laughs> uh... So you know my, you know how I feel about uh, Honda cars. I mean, they are immensely reliable. They are uh, not expensive, that expensive to run. Uh, they are good quality cars. But I, I, I believe that I am a bit of an enthusiast, and uh, I do not get that feel. Uh, while Honda running. doesn't create a enthusiast car. The it only doesn't consider enthusiast to be like existing in India. Well, the only enthusiast-centric uh, car which they have is uh, the Civic Type R and the that NSX. Not in India. And the NSX, which both are not in India. So, it doesn't make sense. And I don't know if I'll be comfortable spending a huge amount on uh, a car which I'm not excited to drive about. Which I'm not looking forward. I mean, if my father is driving, if my... Uh, parents are are going out somewhere or something of that sort then a honda powered car is good i'm not dissing honda in any way i like their technology i like uh, uh, the cars they have i like the um, what do you call uh, uh, features they provide and the build quality is okay but uh, no 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 honda for me sorry (laughs) it's all right don't don't okay. don't like, diss me Honda. <laughs> Honda is a nice car, but they are you. not exciting to drive. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So, we move to our next question, and did Red Bull had the strongest car from the starting of the season? Initially, it looked like that. To be honest, but. Then uh, we thought uh, what what happened in uh, the difference between 2020 and 2021. I'll I'll do one thing. I'll uh, compare both the seasons and what we had thought. Okay, after okay. seeing the sure. turbo hybrid era. So this will take about I think two three minutes. So in 2020, Mercedes just wiped the floor with everyone and. They dominated like anything. I mean, the only technical contender for the title was Bottas. I mean, uh, Max was nowhere near. Yeah, true. And, um, uh, I mean, Mercedes were just on top of their game with the DAS and with the W11. It was, they were just an unstoppable force. But then 2021 comes in and uh, earlier as you know that the regulations would have changed in 2021 but they have now been pushed down pushed down to uh, 2022 because of the covid pandemic so 2021 the cars would have been the same would are the same actually 
just the team names would change certain liveries would change and certain time driver lineups would be changing so uh, we all thought that the only technical change was that the floorboards had to be uh, cut a bit more so uh, we thought that this is such a minor change and it won't uh, change the order much and uh, we would be having a normal season mercedes will dominate like anything and lewis will take his eight right yeah definitely that was the impression at the starting of the season yeah but then we come to pre season testing in bahrain mercedes are not where they belong they they were uh, not at the top so you agree that mercedes is not as competitive or as powerful at, as it used to be the, in the previous seasons no 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 what i'm saying is that uh, initially mercedes struggled because there was this uh, discussion about high rake and low rake cars so uh, for those who don't know uh, the red bull has a high rake concept so high rake is basically the nose is lower and the rear end of the car is slightly higher so uh, as compared to the uh, road surface but uh, the mercedes is a low rake car so technically it is flatter than the red bull so if if you see the cars side by side uh, you can say the mercedes is lower because it is flatter and if you see the red bull red bull is slightly raised towards the end so that's a high rake concept so the rear suspension is slightly higher so uh, that gave a huge advantage to red bull and uh, red bull were flying out of the gate and they were just like uh, i mean topping the time charts at pre-season testing and we all thought that ah mercedes is just sandbagging uh, they are having issues they are not having any issues uh they are, they have always done this it has yeah they just pretending to they're, be they just like pretending not to be not to be fast so and um, but uh, when mercedes took pole in bahrain i was like okay well probably it is uh, it is not uh, the high rake low rake low rake concept which is causing issues uh, it is just a thing of the past now uh, but it 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 felt like mercedes was actually sandbagging but later on we find out that uh, sorry oh sorry sorry i was wrong max took pole max took pole max took pole lewis won the race i am so sorry max took pole lewis won the race and uh, suddenly we were thinking that uh, this high rake low rake concept uh, this uh, ideology sorry not ideology this theory which we have that is not that strong but then we come to imola and max wins although he didn't take pole lewis took pole and uh, perez was second but max won the race and uh, then we saw a change then we saw that these guys are actually fighting for the title from race 1 it was not from race 7 or race 8 or something no they were fighting for the title since race 1 and you can see the difference uh, between uh, what lewis and max are doing and what the rest of the grid are doing the focus the commitment yeah definitely every driver from the starting of the race like try their best to be the best in the race like they yeah. will, they would give their like 100% effort in uh, giving their best performance and winning points for the team so definitely both the drivers max and lewis were very much serious about this year's championship mm. Lewis is going for his eighth, uh, which will be a record breaking, bre- uh, breaking Michael Schumacher's record. And I believe that lots of people don't want that thing to happen. No, because because, because <laughs> is this a good thing or a bad thing? Like, what do you think about? No, because uh, look, growing up as a kid, uh, if anyone would say anything, like if if you were driving down the road and you saw someone just. driving very fast and just cutting traffic and the first thing which came out of my hey michael schumacher hey apne aap ko michael schumacher banta hai ha right right you wouldn't say that hey apne aap ko mika hakkinen ban raha hai something of that sort no. you would say michael schumacher but you would know who mika hakkinen is because unless he is a like very good uh, f1 exactly because Anything. because formula 1 was michael schumacher at least india i i, I must like uh, stress on this thing yeah that in india mostly majority of the people know about uh, michael schumacher like 
yeah, 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 that's the sad thing though we did have races in india uh, the last one being in 2013 when seb won and won the title as well but uh, uh, sadly i i i think that uh, we need more people to be watching formula 1 in india because uh, it's not just about the cars going around uh, a circ- in a circle or well a racetrack uh, but it it's it's more than that. It it's about athletes, about top class athletes, with standing high f- forces, high pressure, uh, risking their lives. Well, we saw what happened in Bahrain 2020 when Roman Grosjean crashed. So uh, it's not these guys are risking their lives and uh, they are providing us entertainment and it's so exhilarating and there's so much adrenaline pumping uh, through your veins when you're watching the race so formula one needs to uh, grow in india I, I, we and i i hope i hope that uh, we do have uh, the return of formula one in india soon uh, because they are expanding and india is a pretty big country i second most populous i would totally agree with you sudhat on this thing and I would like to add, uh, like to add a few points of my own on this thing. Like, yeah, the concept of Formula One in India is, it's not, a, it's not seen as a sport. It is seen as an entertainment. Yeah, that people, happened with Uttar Pradesh government. Yeah, people do not realize that uh, how much technicality is there while developing a car or while it is on a track and the kind of, uh, kind of stress the drivers are going through while driving through like. One one and a half or two hours of race, like mm. it is uh, physically very taxing. In fact, mentally also. Yeah. And people do not uh, realize it. They just see like it's like okay, a car is going around a track in circles and circles, and like ultimately one guy wins and other loses. And this is this is the only concept I which I believe most of the people are. I'll give you an following example. Following F1 with. I'll give you an example. I don't. Sorry, uh, I would like to interrupt. Like, not following F1, but yeah, most of the people think like this about F1 in India. No, uh, I, you said it pretty right because uh, I remember once, uh, uh, if I'm not wrong, it was uh, the uh, Canadian Grand Prix or uh, or uh, probably one of the races in Europe, probably Red Bull Ring. Uh, the we were watching the race and I got a call from my boss uh, at that time and uh, he asked me, what am I doing? Uh, well, odd question to ask, but still he asked me if I'm free. So I just said that I'm watching the race and he was like, what race? I'm like, Formula 1. And his response was that, oh, that's just cars driving around in circles. What's interesting about that? I'm like, uh, you don't understand. That is that is why we so, are having this fun cast. We so want to tell people about Formula this 1. Is the, this is the concept in India. Like People do not appreciate the efforts that a team puts. Guys, you, you puts. if you see these guys, if you see these athletes, the drivers, there are only 20 of them in the entire world. Just 20 Formula 1 drivers. 20 perfect Formula 1 drivers. Perfect Formula 1 drivers who are there on the grid if you see their physique if you see the training they go through if you see the amounts of g forces that they have to withstand in the car uh, a fun fact a formula one driver loses around two to three kilos in weight in every race so they their uh, fitness regime is very strict so formula one is not a joke if a normal person like you and me go and try, try to drive a Formula 1 car, and our necks will snap. I mean, uh, there is a very brilliant video by Driver61, a uh, very uh, technical and nice YouTube channel. Do check them out. I'll leave the link in the description. 
दे हैव अ वीडियो इन विच अ नॉर्मल पर्सन ड्राइव अ फॉर्मूला वन कार एंड दैट पर्सन एक्सप्लेन्स हाउ हाउ ही और शी फेल्ट सो फॉर्मूला वन इज नॉट जस्ट एंटरटेनमेंट इट इज एक्चुअली अ स्पोर्ट and it is very emotional it is it is the most emotional thing we feel in this entire world like we are so excited about each and every race like we won't tell you who we support because let's keep that a bit private till oh i was going to talk about that no, but <laughs> no we shouldn't talk about that let's keep it a secret and we'll let our like listeners know when season is over but uh, there is an ongoing bet uh between uh, uh, ronak and myself that uh, yeah if a certain driver wins the world title both of us will get tattoos yeah and we will post those tattoos and uh, we have not decided what tattoo it is so when the checkered flag drops in abu dhabi or saudi we don't know We, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah, uh, whenever, know. whenever uh, the checkered flag drops uh, in Abu Dhabi or Saudi, uh, we we will be we will be getting a tattoo. We we will be brainstorming our minds to what kind of tattoo we want. Like because yes, definitely. Why not? If that driver wins the title and look in in both cases, it is why going not? to be epic because one driver is going for his eighth and one is going for his first. First, yeah. So it can be anyone. It can be anyone. <laughs> oh, okay. Next question. This okay. is interesting. Okay, so let's talk about something which is very like controversial on one part, but. I love a controversy. Yeah, and like it can be a bit genuine on certain parts. Okay. Team radios. Oh. What no. do you think about team radios? Team radios, I believe, are the most interesting thing that happens during a Grand Prix. No, uh, if if it is just restricting to uh, technical stuff like uh, uh, what what the engineer tells the driver. You if, know if what I'm talking about. You're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You're you're talking about inversion. Like you're talking invert. about. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's invert this session into something else. No. I got it. You're talking about Valtteri. It's James. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about that. Yes. What yeah. do you think about that? Like, is it is it a like a good thing for a driver to accept or like is it if a driver doesn't accept that is it a does that mean he's a mean driver we have had both instances so um best example uh lewis hamilton he was asked to let nico by yeah i don't remember the race sorry i think it was 2016 or 15 i don't remember he asked uh, he was asked to let nico by and lewis said i'm paraphrasing here but lewis said that uh if he can catch me he can overtake me i'm not slowing down for nico so and then we have uh, the other side we have uh, the radio communication which all of us are familiar with all formula 1 fans uh, it starts with valtteri it's james and we know what happens <laughs> the recent example was uh, invert the cars or Uh, in Zandvoort, Valtteri, it's James. Don't go for the fastest lap. Abort the fastest lap. Like, like I, uh, I would like to tell you that the next movie Christopher Nolan is going to make <laughs> will, will be a sequel to Inception, and it will be Valtteri, it's Inversion. James. Inversion. <laughs> oh, Inversion. That's even better. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, okay, coming back to uh, team radios. so in my personal opinion i believe if it is uh, just up to uh, the technical side as i said that if the drivers are facing any issues if if they want any updates on uh, their rival say say example uh, max is leading and uh, lewis is following and max wants to know how far lewis how far behind lewis is Uh, so that kind of information yes that's very important because accordingly the driver will uh, change his race style 
uh, increase the space or decrease the space, conserve the tires or fuel or whatever that might be. But when it comes to drivers getting inverted, uh, the worst example was uh, uh, Massa getting the team radio from Ferrari. Uh, Fernando is faster than you. Confirm if you understand the message. Fernando is faster than you. Yeah. And Massa did not respond. And they kept on asking him. And finally, he did respond because uh, he let him pass. And it didn't make sense because, because if I'm not wrong, that was the German Grand Prix. And we had a lot of time to decide for the world title. So, it was stupid. And uh, there was a team radio between Barrichello and Schumacher also, in which Barrichello slowed down right at the finish line and Schumacher overtook him. And Schumacher pulled him up on the winner's podium and uh, that was the only fine which they got. Due to that incident, actually, team radios got banned. Teams could not like, uh, okay. uh, have like such you, things. Uh, in last race, hmm. what we saw was the team radios got like transmitted to two drivers, I guess. Checo and Gasly as well. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> so that is the problem. That is the problem. So uh, what happens is if we have uh, a scenario like uh, 2018 Russia in which uh, Valtteri was in the lead of the race and Lewis was in P2 and suddenly got the first Valtteri, it's James, radio call saying that uh, we invert the cars. And uh, if you have heard the... Uh, Beyond the Grid podcast with Valtteri Bottas, uh, he he felt uh, he he felt that he felt very wrong. He felt robbed because he said that we are racing drivers and uh, we should be going for the lead. We should be going to win the race, not in what it felt unnatural for him. So what I believe, uh, if a team does that just for the hopes that they get they they are preferring one driver over the other. It is understandable because uh, without saying uh, there are number one and number two drivers in every team. But if it is done early on in the year, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I would like to express my feelings. Uh, just, just one if, thing. If I was a driver with a like, like I'm just uh, theoretically going into this thing and... Okay, let's say, let's say, let's say yeah. you were Valtteri Bottas. If I was a driver in okay. F1. No, no, you were I was told to like let my uh, like my teammate pass. I wouldn't be happy, like not not at all. It would have been like, very disheartening for me to listen this thing from my team radio. But at the same time, yeah, I would have been a very loyal team driver. Yeah, but and that... I would have let my partner like pass. No, but that is where the difference comes. Because if you want to be, if you ever want to be a world champion, you need to have that mental strength. Yeah, you, you have to, to be like a Seb. You, you have to be Seb, like Seb. 2013, Malaysian Multi-21. Multi-21. Everyone knows about that. It's Multi-21 we're talking about. Multi-21, Seb. Multi-21. And we we all have heard the team radio. We, are, we all have seen the race highlights many times. I have seen it probably more than 20, 30 times. And... Uh, uh, we all saw the cool down room, how uh, how annoyed Mark was and how heated up it was. That actually led to Mark Weber retiring from Formula 1. That is the kind of uh, dent it brings to a driver. And uh, Seb in the very next race in China, he said that initially in Malaysia, he, he apologized. He was very <laughs> yeah, apologetic. He was. he was saying that uh, it was very wrong of me as the PR stuff. I could just say that uh, I did not understand, blah, 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 blah. But uh, the very next race in China, he goes like, I was, <coughs> uh, sorry, uh, I was faster and uh, I he was slower and I, I won because I could beat him. That was it. That was his attitude. That is the attitude of a Formula One world champion. And as Will Buxton once said in uh, Drive to Survive, that um, every Formula One world champion has an inner bastard inside him. That, that one... One uh, characteristic is there that he wants to win. 
he does not even if it is a bad result for the team in the entire championship overall championship he wants to win that that selfishness is there that is what lewis showed when uh, he got the team radio to let nico by he didn't he said if he can catch me i'm not slowing down for nico that is what seb did in russia in 2019 when they asked him to invert the car with leclerc he said let's break for two laps and that is what pure racing is that is what racing is that is what racing is like racing in its purest form <laughs> yeah so uh, team radios very controversial topic uh, don't invert the drivers guys these guys are here after a very uh, long and hard battle through junior ranks and formulas uh, karting and what not uh, these guys want to win i, I understand that uh, the team wants to uh let their number one driver win but if it is early on in the season it doesn't make sense uh, but yeah uh, like like you said uh, later on in the season uh, like uh, in qatar when gasly got the team radio I, I, during the race i told you that gasly will get the team radio especially after max said uh, getting a little stuck here So we all understood that was an indirect <laughs> message to Franz <laughs> Toast not Definitely. not to everybody GP. understood that like and uh, immediately uh, i saw uh, on youtube uh, gasly's team radio and during that time uh, gasly got the uh, radio call from his engineer pierre that uh, lewis will, uh, sorry max will have drs and uh, we are not fighting him our race is not with max let max pass So that was pretty obvious and <coughs> he did the same for uh, Perez. So that is because AlphaTauri is the sister team to Red Bull and AlphaTauri will want Red Bull to win the championship. Yeah, definitely. So, so what I believe is like it's a like being a constructor. Like constructor is the like like the person providing you the car to drive. So definitely it's their car. Was constructed to, the car. Yeah. to like make calls on who's going to lead the race and who's going to like <coughs> let the other driver pass so and uh, sorry I, i probably i'm deviating but uh, i want to talk about gasly i mean everyone talks about uh, hamilton and verstappen uh, in fact, in fact even i want to talk about gasly so much because i cannot has, resist myself but he has for phenomenal i mean i'm I'm not allowing Siddharth to speak on uh, Gasly because Gasly is an entire topic for discussion in our next spot podcast. Oh, so, perfect! Yeah. We have a we podcast will have a Gasly. podcast regarding Gasly because he's a superb driver, and we want to hear more about him from Siddharth. And yeah, we want to express our views on Gasly. Yeah. So, next question. Now, my <coughs> final question for you. Final. Not final, like. It's a like okay. There will be one more question for you. Okay. We'll have more. Okay, so now we are going to talk about Valtteri Bottas. Ah, Valtteri Bottas, a rebel Valtteri Bottas. What kind of Bottas do you want? Um, a rebel one or the I I wanted I wanted Bottas to win so badly. in 2020 when he won the first race in uh, austria or i think it was the styrian grand prix if i'm not wrong yeah. but uh, the first race of 2020 it felt that yep this guy might just take the title might i, I mean i was uh, just imagining uh, mika hakkinen uh, kimi raikkonen and i was just thinking that if he can just uh get it together and disobey team orders a bit just go for it man just go for the title i mean that is what you're here for right so were you disappointed that season with i was extremely i was extremely disappointed especially because um, i i believe that he i, I might be wrong but uh, it it felt like he was uh, quite a lot like a pushover i mean he would just get a command and he would just blindly agree to it it can be anything it can be uh, don't go for the fastest lap like in zandvoort 
uh, although he went for the fastest lap, but eventually Lewis got it. Uh, it can be Russia 2018 when he was told uh, to let Lewis by. It could be the numerous Valtrits, James Radio Communications. Uh, but I don't know. Probably he doesn't have uh, the consistency of Lewis. I'm not saying that Valtteri is bad. Valtteri has out-qualified Lewis a lot many times. Several times. And uh, he has out-qualified Lewis even by half a second. So he's in no regard a bad driver. He has around, if I if I'm not wrong, nineteen poles in Formula One, and that's that's not uh, an easy task. I Definitely mean, getting pole position. Task. So uh, Bottas, I'm um, I'm very happy for him though now because uh, he has got a multi-year deal with Alfa Romeo. And uh, he is at peace now. Mentally, he is very peaceful now because he knows that his future is secure for at least uh, two or three years, whatever the contract is. And uh, if he had that kind of security when he was at uh, Mercedes, uh, if if he knew in 2017 uh, that he would be at Mercedes for the next five years, I am pretty sure uh, he would have gone for the title. Definitely, he would have, and he would have. Uh, so yeah, we got to know about all this. We listened to his last podcast, like mm. F1 podcast. Yeah, and it was quite evident that he wanted a multi-year deal with Mercedes so that he could like concentrate his mental peace and like not not worrying about not worrying about the contract or because the, yeah, contract every time renewed. every time. Uh, uh, he would even, despite the fact that he was performing well, uh, he would be under this uh, cloud of uncertainty that who is going to get the drive. Some in 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 between, I think in twenty nineteen, I think um, as <coughs> pardon me, Esteban Ocon was linked to the seat, and uh, Bottas was tense that probably he might lose his drive to Ocon. Uh, then um, 2020 and uh, 21 also uh, uh, there tw- not 2020 I think 21 uh, there were slight doubts but later on it was confirmed that Bottas would be driving and uh, as Bottas said himself in the podcast F1 Nation podcast that uh, sorry Beyond the Grid podcast Beyond that uh, he he directly asked Toto for a multi-year deal in uh, 2021 i mean 2022 onwards and toto refused toto said no so that was pretty clear that if he did not have a multi year deal with mercedes he would not continue with mercedes he would leave so that's the thing about bottas so uh, i i hope uh, he does good at alfa romeo yeah and i believe this is a very good thing he uh, did for himself his his own mental peace yeah. to not to go for a single year contract instead he went for a multi year deal with alfa romeo yeah okay alfa is not going to be exactly a title challenger next year but you never know because uh, can't say that when regulations change a lot of things change we all know what happened in 2009 uh, braun was technically honda and, uh, well, Honda quit at the very last moment in 2008 due to the financial crisis. And uh, Ross Braun took over the team. And they won the chi- title. I, I probably, statistically speaking, they are uh, the most successful. Because they won, won they entered one world uh, championship season. They won it. Both the drivers and the constructors. So, yeah, uh, you never know what might happen in the future. With that, uh, we'll take a five-minute break. So, see you guys on the other side of this break. Bye-bye. Welcome back, men and birds. So, before the break, we were discussing about Formula 1. We were discussing about the season and also radio messages. And very rebellious Valtteri Bottas. Yes. So, let's pick up where we left off. So, Ronak, I believe you have a few questions for me. Yeah, I definitely have a few questions for you, Siddharth. And these questions are related to like the upcoming Grand Prix at 
Jeda. Okay. A lot of drivers have uh, expressed their discomfort racing uh, at this circuit. Hmm. What are your like views on this? Is it like will it be uh, bringing a positive impact in the community or will it somewhere create a negative impact on the viewers? What are so basically, thinking? how people will see Formula One? How people will will see Formula One from a driver's perspective? Okay. So I would like to answer this in two parts. Uh, I will discuss on track and off track. So on track, I believe uh, once the visors are down, once they sit in their cars, they are pure racing drivers. They are not going to be worried about the political situation or uh, what all is going around. Uh, but when it comes to off track, I think there might be some reservations by the drivers. They, they might uh, censor some of the things which they would otherwise normally say. Uh, let's see, we'll, we'll get to know in uh, uh, during the uh, weekend and we'll get to know about it more on the Thursday pre-practice press conference. So that is going to be interesting. Yes, definitely. But uh, like you already answered that once their visors are down, um, they would be into like pure racing mode. But still, somewhere do you believe that will uh, this whole situation will be just reflected in their driving styles? Or like, no, I don't think so. Don't think so. I don't think so. They're, they are professionals. They, they know that uh, they are here to race, they are here to win. They're, there's a world title at, at play. So, be it Red Bull, be it Mercedes. Even if they are not in the... Uh, they are not contending for points. Yeah. Ah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, this be this will be a very positive sign to see if uh, the drivers race in Jeddah. So, um, apart from what the drivers might be thinking, I think uh, we should also focus on the track, Jeddah. So, the newest addition to the Formula 1 calendar, it's uh, purposefully being built for the race this, this season. It is going to be a street circuit. It is supposed to be the fastest street circuit in Formula 1 and I have seen a few uh, simulation laps uh, on YouTube uh, on uh, the Formula 1 2021 game is even so it, it's going to turn up some exciting racing and we don't know what's going to happen because uh, we have raced in Azerbaijan, we have raced in Monaco, the two street circuits we have been to this year. And surprise, surprise, Charles Leclerc has taken pole in both. I mean, Monaco, we all know what happened. Yeah. He, despite him taking pole, he couldn't start the race. And that's just bad luck for him. But uh, even Baku, yeah. So Ferrari were pretty strong. Uh, in uh, street circuits, so and so were um, uh, Red Bull, and I believe that uh, everybody will be very excited to see uh, Charles um, sitting on pole, uh, especially more so now because uh, both Charles and Science they have taken that new power unit, and the new power unit uh, Ferrari power unit is a huge improvement on the previous one. Both previous, one. and they are. Uh, I mean, the best example is that between and uh, during the triple header, uh, I think they amassed around 38 or 40 something odd points. I don't remember the exact points, but that is the amount of points they got. And whereas their direct competitor, McLaren, they got, they were, I think, in the single digits, if I'm not wrong, or yes. probably just in the low double digits. I don't know, yes, but yes. Uh, yeah, Ferrari have absolutely aced this triple header. Yeah, and, and this season, the only thing we have missed is Ferrari sitting on P1 uh, 
as compared to their previous season in Formula One. They they. I think we are not talking about twenty twenty, but yeah, twenty nineteen. I mean, uh, Seb is still the last Ferrari race driver uh, to win a Grand Prix, Singapore, twenty uh, nineteen, and we haven't. That was the last Ferrari win. That's almost okay. two years back. It's it it doesn't it just uh, hurt you that Ferrari is not winning. I mean. A Ferrari is synonymous with Formula One. Formula One means Ferrari. Yeah, it's all red and like Ferrari when you talk about Formula One. Yeah. And the Tifosi are one of the most, if not the most, passionate uh, fans across the world. And uh, Ferrari being one of the most passionate teams in yeah. uh, Formula One. Like we definitely want Ferrari to win a Grand Prix this season, maybe. Let's see. Let's see. Jeddah might have some surprises. Even Abu Dhabi, there are some changes to the track. And Let's like, see what happens. So we are really looking for a, a really big comeback from Friday for next season. So that's more on that later on. Not now. That is a topic for for the podcasts. Um, with that, I think it is about time that uh, I would like to ask you about your race predictions. Qualifying and race predictions for Jeddah and Abu Dhabi. And who do you think will win the title? So, uh, I'll begin Let's with start with Jeddah. Jeddah? Yeah. So, my prediction for qualifying are like Max. Max P1. Max P1, Lewis P2 mm-hmm. and Checo P3. Okay. That's what and we all for want. For the win, I'm going with Kimi, Sebastian okay. and Alonso. That's pretty bold. Yeah, because these three drivers, I still want them. That will be... If Kimi, I'm not... I, Kimi, at least, I want to see him on the pole. Uh, and like maybe uh, win a GP this this year because this is his last uh, season in Formula 1. And we won't be seeing him racing a Formula 1 car from next season. So, I definitely, definitely want him to win this. Um, maybe. If that happens... It might be the oldest podium in Formula 1 history. Might be, I don't know. I, 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 because Kimi is 41 and Alonso is 40. or, or Kimi is 42, Alonso is 41. I I'm believe there have been some. And uh, Seb is 34. Seb is, Seb is still very young. Yeah, uh, okay. Let's say that this might be the oldest Formula 1 podium in the modern era. Yeah, in, in the, the turbo hybrid for sure. If combined it just yeah, definitely. This it, it goes above oldest. 120. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. Yeah. And uh, what about Abu Dhabi? <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so in Abu Dhabi, I want uh It's not that tough. Come on. Yeah, it's not that tough. But yeah, still. I would like uh, still Max to be on pole. And to be on the safer side, I would like Max to be on pole. Because I want him to win this uh, championship. Sorry, I'm like revealing this thing right now. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh, maybe Max and then Checo and then Lewis. And then Red Bull um, 1-2. To win the Grand Prix. I would still like Max to win this Grand Prix win Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and then uh, it doesn't matter like who comes second like I just want him to win the <laughs> championship this season uh, anyway even if you have to say something yeah maybe Lewis and uh, Checo oh, so you want Lewis uh, maybe I would like to see Lando on uh, podium once more you and want to see him smash the champagne yes, bottle definitely. that's, a, that's, that's bottle. a side to behold because yeah. why not like why not open uh, champagne like Lando yeah so, okay, and so obviously you said that Max to win the championship. Yeah. Right. So, okay, my prediction for Jeddah would be um, Max on pole, Checo P2, Lewis P3. Uh, I know it's bold. I mean, Checo out qualifies Lewis, but you never know, Checo is improving. Checo, and Checo is... Uh, Max for the race win, um, Leclerc P2. Okay. And let's make it spicy. Gasly P3. 
Oh, that's super exciting. And uh, I guess everybody wants to see Gasly on podium once. Like, yeah. One more time. And uh, for Abu Dhabi, I would say Max P1. Uh, for pole. No, sorry. Lewis P1 for pole. Okay. Uh, Max P2. Checo P3. And uh, Lewis for the win in Abu Dhabi. Max P2. And uh, let's say Bottas P3. Let's have a hammer bot one last time. Okay. That, that, that and obviously Max wins the championship. Uh, yeah, in that case, uh, Mercedes uh, will be winning, I guess, the constructors then. If. <gasps> yeah. No, you never know. You ne- I, I didn't say, I didn't say where Lewis and Bottas will finish in general. But you just said they have. No, I didn't say, I didn't say. Uh, but, they, you uh, never we, we know, they might see, just crash uh, out. Warham Bot, maybe. Yeah. Warham bot, yes. Yes, you want to see Warham bot. I, I know. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it's one of the most boring and most obvious ones. But Warham bot, come on, it will be fun. So, yeah. So, that uh, those are our predictions for Abu Dhabi and Jeddah and the championship. So, tell us what you think in the comments down below. So, thanks a lot for all the listeners for tuning in and listening to the Menerverse. This was our first episode. So tell us how we did and what you would like to hear from us in future. And do like, subscribe and comment your share your thoughts uh, with with our F1 community. And and if you like this podcast, if you like the channel and if you you would like uh, for us to keep posting uh, such uh, such content, Uh, please do share with your friends and do subscribe because we have a lot in line. Thank you once again and till we rise.